This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, I've never seen the Bengals make it to a Super Bowl in my entire life. You've seen it twice. How do I deal with this atrocity for the next two weeks? Do I cut my eyes out? Like, how do I go about this? I can't do, <laughs> I can't do the Bengals are great coverage for the next two weeks. I just can't do it. Well, then look at it selfishly. You know, there is a there is a way for Steelers fans to look at it selfishly. Um, first is they pick last in every round of the draft if they win. Oh, I like that. Uh, the other one is uh, even the two Steelers teams that I covered that won Super Bowls, you always have a Super Bowl hangover the next year. That's true. So, so there's that. Um, and I would imagine that a team that, you know, has never won a Super Bowl in a town that has never experienced that, um, the 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 potential for a hangover would be huge. You know, kind of like you know you going back to your college days. You know, <laughs> oh, with they were a, brutal with with an open bar. Sleep until know, six p.m. the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add so, a, I'll add a third thing to that. It might be fun okay. watching Aaron Donald rip through that offensive line like tissue paper for sixty minutes of a football game. There's that. <laughs> Pittsburgh guy, you know, right? I mean, because the, the Rams have never won one either. Very true. In fact, the Steelers made sure that would be the case on their own right in one occasion. Mm-hmm. Let's get right into this batch of questions this week, Labs. The first one comes from Michael Felix from Plano, Texas. On Sunday's AFC Divisional Round telecast, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels referred to a conversation with Tom Brady where it seemed he may be thinking of retiring this year. If that happens, Brady and Big Ben would be eligible for the Hall of Fame at the same time. In your opinion, would Ben get in on the first ballot if he's on the ballot with Brady? Also, has the Hall of Fame ever inducted two QBs into the same class? Well, starting off with a timely one because I think February 1st, Tom yes. Brady did officially announce his retirement. So that that is now uh, a done deal. And, uh, okay, so on to the Hall of Fame. Um, Tom Brady, uh, being a first ballot Hall of Fame selection, is the ultimate no-brainer. So then it comes down to, you know, is there room in the same class for Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, now, um, my when I first uh, was posed with this possibility, this was even before, you know, Brady was a lock to retire, I thought that, you know, Ben's um, candidacy would depend on the other guys in the class. Not so much that Brady was there because, again, as I said, that's a no-brainer. Right. I mean, I don't even know that there would be any discussion. My, my understanding is when Peyton Manning came up for discussion between uh, among the uh, Hall of Fame board of selectors, the guy who was presenting him stood up and said, Peyton Manning, and he <laughs> sat down, and that was it. <laughs> you know? Sometimes they'll just stand up you know, and they'll put just, seven fingers up for Brady, and that's all they'll do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> but um, I have been like doing some minor research on this topic, and um, Clark Judge, uh, he's an award-winning football writer. He's also on the Hall of Fame board of selectors, and he recently wrote a piece about this. And in his mind, Ben and Brady are locks to be elected in their first years of eligibility. Um, you know, I think his line was, "Will what what impact will Tom Brady, Tom Brady's presence 
have on Ben Roethlisberger's chances of being elected the Hall of Fame in 2027? None, is what he said. So Clark Judge then went so far as to say that if just say that Brady, Adrian Peterson, who could decide to retire this offseason, Rob Gronkowski could decide to retire this offseason, Ben, there's Ben, and then there's Aaron Rodgers could decide to retire this offseason. Uh, Clark Judge believes that that would constitute the five-man Hall of Fame class, 2027, all five guys being first ballot choices, no room for anyone else. So uh, as we sit here right now, I would say that based on what, you know, Clark Judge has been a selector for 20-plus years, um, he feels very strongly about this. So I'm going to defer to his expertise. Uh, As for the historical perspective in terms of uh, multiple quarterbacks in the same class, it's happened eight times. Uh, the three most recent came in 2005 when it was Dan Marino, Steve Young, and Benny Friedman, all three quarterbacks. 2006 it was Warren Moon and Troy Aikman. 2016 was Brett Favre and Ken Stabler. So there is precedent for uh, more, multiple quarterbacks in, in a single draft class as well. Man, this is a question for another time, but if, if Clark Judge is – right in what he's speculating here, that could be the best Hall of Fame class of all time in 2027 with those names going in. The Ben, Brady, Rogers, and then Gronk and AP on top of it. Whew, it would be a hell of a weekend at Canton if that came true. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you're you're awfully young, so let's not say the greatest <laughs> Hall of Fame class ever. In my lifetime, Labs, in my lifetime. Well, okay, all right, <laughs> you know. But again, I'm not arguing, but I'm just saying that there have been some classes you know, with a lot of um, great players that went in. So let's let's just uh, <laughs> pump the brakes on that greatest of all time uh, just a bit. Come on, Labs. My generation loves to speak in hyperbole like that. <laughs> Frank Oma from Shalaka, PA. Generation, <laughs> and my generation loves to tell your generation, get off my lawn. <laughs> Frank Oma asks, why would anyone want to be the defensive coordinator with the Steelers? It seems like a thankless job. Coach Mike Tomlin calls the defense so the coordinator doesn't get to do his job. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, Frank, if you've you've ever worked anywhere, but my experience with my working career is uh, when the boss wants to do something, the boss does what he wants to do. (laughs) Uh, For an NFL coaching staff, the head coach is the boss. And so, um, again, with just a little bit of research, didn't take me very long these NFL head coaches call the plays, e- either offense or defense, and they have coordinators on their staff. Okay, you ready? Sean McVay, you heard of him. Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Frank Reich, Kevin Stefanski, Arthur Smith, Cliff Kingsbury, Zach Taylor, Nick Sirianni, and Brandon Staley. So when you add in Mike Tomlin, that, ad- that means – of current NFL head coaches call either their own offensive or defensive plays during games despite having salary coordinators on the staff. So this is hardly a unique situation uh, going on in Pittsburgh. And another thing, Frank, if you think that Bill Cowher never called plays when he was the Steelers coach, uh, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, I know for a fact that Bill Cowher often would wait until – the coordinator called the play, and then he would just interrupt 
and say, <laughs> no, I don't like that. Call something else. So um, you claim that the coordinator doesn't get to do his job, but what the coordinator still gets to do is cash his paycheck. Hell yeah. So uh, so I'm not interested in uh, an invitation to this pity party. Um, you work for a man. Uh, he's the boss. That's the way it works. It's then that's no different than if, you know, in Bill Cowher's time, if Dan Rooney had said to him, no more calling the plays, then you don't call the plays anymore. So, um, you know, that's the way it works unless you happen to own the company. It's just like whenever I bring up all these questions to you and you shoot me down before we start the podcast <laughs> because you're the boss. Yeah, yeah right. You yeah. know, it's funny. In my dreams. Two of those names you mentioned as far as head coaches that call their own shots – I believe they're going to be playing each other in a couple weeks in a pretty big game. So yeah, that, it seems like it can work they, out, right? It's one of those games where they give out a trophy at the end, too. <laughs> Mike Yingling from Harrisburg, PA. We need a middle linebacker. How do you think this will happen? In some games, you never heard Devin Bush's name until the third quarter, if at all. I know Bush had knee surgery, but he never came back to his previous effectiveness. Um, you know, that's why they call it rehabilitation. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, you're you're right, Mike. I mean, Devin Bush needs to play better than he did in 2021. The Steelers need him to be better than he was in 2021. They need him to go back to the level he, what he showed as a rookie in 2019 and then get better from there. But, I mean, again, uh, serious knee injury, ACL tear, for a guy whose game is built around quickness, change of direction, um, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, it can take longer than 12 months. And so um, I, what I think is going to happen is, what I'm fairly confident is going to happen is, uh, the Steelers give Devin Bush this offseason where he will not have to be rehabilitating his knee, which he had to do all last offseason. He can spend this offseason getting ready for the 2022 season, then you stick them in there and see what happens. And if, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm not predicting this. I'm certainly not hoping for this. But, I mean, a knee injury like that can uh, kill a guy's career. And if that's the case, then, you know, you, you do something, you, you respond to that uh, in, in a way that the team sees appropriate after the 2022 season. Uh, but right now, um, you know, they've invested so much in him. They need a guy like that in their defense, as does every NFL team, in my opinion. And so, you know, you just kind of got to suck it up, uh, let him, you know, work on himself and his knee and hope things get better for 2022. Yeah, and his game was based so much on his speed that if he lost the step because of that injury, he deserves some extra time to try to adapt his game to adjust to that losing of a step. You know, maybe he takes a better angle towards a guy now because he doesn't have the speed that he used to. That doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, and, you know, all, all this angst about Devin Bush and the claims that he's a, a bust as a draft pick, et cetera, et cetera. Well, my answer to that always is I never heard any of this during his rookie season or after his right. rookie season. So apparently we can point to this knee injury as the major cause of the decline in his play and production. So let's see if he can get over that before we make any uh, final decisions on this guy. Gabe Gandera from Charlotte, North Carolina. In my opinion, Josh Dobbs has served as a great sounding board for Ben Roethlisberger and the other quarterbacks. Have you heard his name mentioned as a possible assistant coach? Uh, I have not. 
Um, and I don't know that Joshua Dobbs is interested in a career as an NFL assistant coach. Um, you know, Joshua Dobbs is a legitimate rocket scientist, so <laughs> who knows? Maybe he'd prefer going to work for NASA, 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 <laughs> uh, if his playing career is, is over. Um, you know, because uh, taking an assistant coaching job, fans should understand, taking an assistant coaching job in the NFL, that's a huge commitment in terms of time and um you know, the hours that you have to work and the months you have to work and the things that you have to do. So it's something that, that a, a guy, especially who is a player, has to really commit himself to and be on board. Um, and so, you know, again, I don't know that Joshua Dobbs has any interest in that or not. Um, and there's he's not someone who will not have any other options available to him uh, if he uh, is not an NFL player anymore. So um, I don't disagree that uh, he he is he was an asset to the team and to the quarterbacks by being on the sideline for all the games in 2021. Um, but I don't know that he wants to he wants to do that for the rest of his life either. I'd prefer that Josh Dobbs spends his post career time on something more constructive, like mm, I don't know, getting us to Mars. Maybe the guy's too smart to be on an NFL sideline. Well, and, you know, um, based on what a lot of fans think of NFL coaches, especially assistants, um, you know, the case could be made that maybe Dobbs would need to have a lobotomy to qualify for a job. <laughs> they that do always say job. it's not rocket science, right? They do. <laughs> and um, so he would be one who could comment on that uh, with firsthand experience. Sammy McCall from Bethesda, Maryland. One of the many areas the Steelers need to address this offseason is the defensive line. Specifically, the play of their interior lineman was concerning. What are your thoughts about the Steelers possibly drafting Jordan Davis of Georgia? Um, hey, if Jordan Davis is available 20th overall in the first round, yeah. um, I could definitely get on board with the Steelers uh, making him uh, their selection. Uh, the, the team, in my opinion, needs... Uh, to add to its defensive line, and a guy like Jordan Davis could help Devin Bush too by keeping, you know, keep hearing about how uh, Devin Bush can't handle uh, guards blocking him one on one. Well, duh, uh, that's what Jordan Davis would be for because then those guards would have to deal with him first. And um, you know, from what I understand, what I have seen the, the on TV. Um, watching SEC football on Saturdays at three thirty here Eastern Time, uh, Jordan Davis, um, you know, could be quite the assignment even for an NFL guard. Yeah, I just worry with him; he'd just be gone too early. A talent like that, other teams in front of the Steelers need help on their D line as well. You just, you just right, worry he would make it to twenty. Right. Well, that's and that's why I said if he's available on twenty, I can certainly snatch get it on up. Board. Yep. Rip. Scott Randall from Conway, Pennsylvania. I agree with you that the quarterback situation will be handled when the time comes, but I want your opinion of the center position. With the roster we have now and the change made late in the season from Kendrick Green to J.C. Hassenauer as the starter, would you stay with that or look elsewhere when the time comes? Also, I just want to thank Keith Butler for his dedication to the team and to Steelers Nation. Enjoy your hard-earned retirement. Um. Okay, Scott. All I can tell you is that when you line up 
all of the people uh, in the on the Kendrick Green issue for their opinion. There are a lot of them who have the are of the opinion that he cannot play center; he should be moved to guard. But I can also tell you that one of the people on the other side of that happens to be the head coach of the team that Kendrick Green currently plays for, and so um, I believe that the they're not the the Steelers are not going to just give up on the quote unquote experiment, if that's a word that you like, uh, Scott, the Kendrick Green experiment, because um, Mike Tomlin really likes some things that Kendrick Green brings to the position, his mobility, his athleticism, um, you know, the move and space and those kind of things. Now the ability to anchor, uh, he needs to get stronger. There are also some things he needs to learn about how to do that. Uh, this is based on my conversations with Craig Wolfley and Max Starks. And so both of them also believe that this is not necessarily um, an impossible adjustment or uh, impossible improvement for Kendrick Green to make. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to give him an, he's going to get an offseason just like Devin Bush is going to get one. And then you see what happens in training camp um, because um, – you know, both Mike Webster and Damani Dawson were also guards in college. So those two kind of worked out okay. Yeah, that transition was uh, able to happen pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, Webster didn't start until 77. He was a 74 draft pick. And as a rookie, he primarily played guard, and he was mm, just okay. a rotational guy. So, um, and Dawson also... Uh, was not a center uh, as a rookie because Webster was ending his career in Pittsburgh that year, 88, I believe it was. Very different for Kendrick Green. So, yeah. So, um, again, uh, I'm not saying that Kendrick Green doesn't have some considerable strides to make, uh, but I do think that he is going to get that opportunity for at least one more summer. Albert Smith from Madison, Wisconsin, asks, the Steelers need to use the draft to add offensive linemen to improve the running game and also use the draft to add defensive backs to improve the pass defense. Do you think this would make us a much better team? Also, I don't hear Joshua Dobbs's name as being in the mix at quarterback. Is he still on the team? Um, uh, okay, Albert. Uh, offensive line, secondary, two areas the Steelers uh, are going to need to target and they're likely to target for improvement this offseason. Um, but they only have six picks in this draft so far. Uh, the team is still awaiting uh, the award, the awarding of compensatory picks. That usually happens mid to late March. Okay, so you don't have enough picks to uh, shore up all of the areas that you mentioned that need to be improved. So that's why the Steelers are kind of in a decent position this off season of having some cap money to spend. And I think you've got to look at one of those areas uh, to fortify uh, with via free agency as opposed to the draft. Now, my opinion is that trying to pay for top-flight defensive backs on the open market is too expensive. Too, too, too expensive. So I do think you know, and again, this is before you see who the free agents are going to be, who's going to be on the market, 
who gets franchise tagged, you know, all those kind of things, who gets signed by their teams, you know, on the eve of the start of the new league year, all that kind of stuff. So what I would kind of think as we're talking about this now, use some of your salary cap money to maybe uh, add some reinforcements to the offensive line. Because one of the problems with the offensive line this past season was they were inexperienced. And if you keep adding rookies, you don't really, you're not gaining any ground on the inexperienced thing. So um, a lot of, most of those guys are young offensive linemen. So I would try and use some free agency money to, um, you know, um, get some more experience into that group. And uh, then maybe you use your draft picks uh, to add your, to, to add to the defensive backfield. Try to do it that way. A couple more here for you, oh, Labs. Oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. Oh, what, oh, oh, one oh, last oh, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. False uh, start on my part. Dodge. Sorry. The, no, 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 no. I, uh, I, I, I forgot this part. <laughs> uh, the Joshua Dobbs name is being in the mix of quarterback. Dobbs is still on the team, as you know. Um, but what happened to him last season was he was injured. And the Steelers put him on IR before they cut to 53. So what that means is if you get put on IR before they cut to 53, you're on IR for the whole season. You can't come off. So that's where he was this past season. As, as, as it pertains to him not being talked about uh, in the quarterback competition, um, my personal opinion is I think that ship has sailed for Joshua Dobbs. Um, he's had some opportunities. Um, and he really hasn't shown that he has what it takes in terms of his passing ability, his accuracy, uh, those kinds of things, to be a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, my opinion. Brian Boyce from Springboro, Pennsylvania. Where is Charlie Batch? Where is Byron Leftwich? By that I mean, where is the next Charlie Batch or Byron Leftwich? We once had quality veteran players as backups for Ben Roethlisberger. Is there a quality veteran backup available for Mason Rudolph, or does that player simply not exist? Um, those players exist, but I can tell you, man, they cost a whole lot more money <laughs> than they did uh, when the Steelers had Charlie Batch and Byron Leftwich behind Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, there was a time... Like for the 2012 season, for example, the Steelers had both Leftwich and Batch under contract behind Ben for a total of $1.75 million. Okay? So, you know, and these are the kinds of players those guys were. I mean, Batch signed with the Steelers as a 27-year-old. He had 46 games of starting NFL right. experience. Leftwich, 28-year-old, signed as a former seventh overall pick in the draft. 46 games of starting NFL experience. I mean, today, those guys would cost the team more, more than twice, 10 times as much in terms of salary cap space as the $1.75 million the Steelers had to allocate to them in 2025, 2012. Excuse me. So, um, you know, you, you just can't, you can't allocate that kind of money to two guys who are not starters. I understand you need a veteran backup and a backup quarterback is important and all that stuff. Okay, I get it. But you have to pick your spots. And so maybe in today's NFL you could afford one of those guys, but I don't think there's any way you could afford both of them. 
Can I interest you in maybe a Joe Flacco or Andy Dalton in this offseason coming up? <laughs> you know, well, if you're going to do this to me, wait a minute. If you're going to do this to me, you have to let me know so I can put my dumpster diving shoes on. <laughs> I don't want to be wearing a decent pair of kicks if we're going to get into the dumpsters. That's all right. Okay? We, we so, won't ruin your shoes. We'll stay out of the dumpster of Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco for the time being. Okay, right now. thank you. Thank you. Final question today is from Lloyd Westbrook from Roanoke, Virginia. What's your opinion of Pittsburgh signing veteran offensive lineman Richie Incognito in free agency? Oh, put the dumpster shoes back on. Different position, but <laughs> no, we're still going in the dumpster. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going in. I, I don't even need to go in for this one. Um, okay, just some just some things here. I I always I always hate to inject facts into these fantasies. But yes, I hate let's, it too. Let's let's do it. Uh, Richie Cog- Incognita, 39 years old, Ugh. who since 2020, he's had an Achilles injury, season-ending foot surgery, and then he was placed on IR two games into last season with a calf injury. Okay, so he's had two major surgeries, Achilles and foot. He's 39, um, and he missed... Uh, let's see, 17 games. So he missed 15 regular season games last year with a calf injury. Um, what my opinion is, no interest. I have no interest. That is my opinion. And at least he's a real peach of a guy personality-wise off the field, too. I mean, a great teammate. Right. Historically great teammate, yeah. Richie Incognito. And that'll do it for this edition of Asked and Answered. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. For Bob Labriola, I am Tom Offerman, and we'll be back again next week.